Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome, Welcome back. back. Week three. Week three, baby. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, this is your first time joining us. Welcome. Welcome. This is uh, Lore of the Folks. Lore of the Folks. We're talking folklore. Yeah. And uh, lore of uh, cultures. Yes. Cultures, <laughs> myth. We're gonna Cultural pick, lore. Yeah. Every, we're going to have a little seasonal setup. We're going to pick a new region, new culture every season. Yeah. Sort of go through the timeline. What do they believe in? Uh-huh. How's that affected their way of life? Uh-huh. What mythological whatnot. creatures respond from yeah. their belief systems? And what spooky shit came out of it? Yeah. That's uh, like, spooky, both fictional and uh, real-life tragedy. Real-life tragedy. Uh, massacres. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really thinking of uh, Native Americans. Native Americans, just, yeah, that's uh, a lot of that. Just awful. I mean, really anyone non-European yeah. who had to interact with Europeans is pretty is pretty tough time. Yeah, yeah it didn't matter. Not even Native Americans. Even really, even really. Anywhere, just, anywhere we put our... Are fat, greasy fingers into even any country. Just Europeans with other Europeans. Yeah, <laughs> it's just not been a pretty. Just gave everyone a shit time. History is just brutal, short, <laughs> and, and just mean. The only constant is suffering. <laughs> it's it's true. And well, dank hey. memes. Well, how? What's up, everyone? I'm hey. Taryn. <laughs> Welcome back for those of you that are longtime listeners. Long time, two, two week weeks. long listener. Yeah, <laughs> we really appreciate you coming back. If you are. This, this week, we're going to be talking about the Ojibwe people, or the yes. Chippewa people. Should we just hop in? Well, let's just jump into it. So the, okay. last week, we talked about the yeah. Cree. Um, yeah. I had researched that one more. It's different First Nation society. You had selected the Ojibwe to I do did. sort of a deep delve into uh-huh. and see it. And again, while they're all similar, they definitely all have their own yeah. unique cultures and perspectives. They share so. differences for, for certain. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's hear about them. Cool. Yeah, well, Ojibwe... Well, to kind of bank off of our previous episodes, they are part of the uh, Anishinaabe. Anishinaabe. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's uh, It's, it's an, essentially a loose group of kind of surviving Native American tribes, Cana- Canadian and North American yeah, tribes. Yeah, those who migrated down the Canadian East Coast, like Great Lakes, sort yes. of fanned out. Yeah, so they're kind of a part of that greater culture in, in present day. And then their language, similar to the Cree, is also uh, Al- Algonquian. Algonquin. Yes. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that properly, but you, you get the gist. Uh, they they shared similar <laughs> dialects, the gist. so they were able to mostly understand each other <laughs> with slight dialectical uh, variations. You get the if that ain't the most American <laughs> descriptor of yeah. Native American history. Let me just brush their heard. language aside. It's um, you know, something something trail of something. You get tra- the gist. Trail of something. <laughs> massacre, massacre. Massacre. Who? Yeah. <laughs> That's the gist. Um, anyway. <laughs> okay, uh, so here's some fun little facts about the Ojibwe people. First and foremost, they got their name, believe it or not, from the Cree. Um, nice. The, the variation that I'm saying, the Ojibwe, O-J-I-B-W-E, uh, it comes from the Cree. Essentially, they were trying to compare the Ojibwe language to their own language. And they said... Those who speak stiffly or those who stammer. That's what Ojibwe means. <laughs> those who <They're>... stammer. <laughs> yeah. Imagine your entire fucking culture, your entire just way of life is defined by your stutter. Yeah. Well, that's, that's you, the Ojibwe to the Do you think Cree. they came across that? Like, it was like the first Ojibwe they met. And it's not like the language. It just happened to be that one guy Maybe just an, uh, had a yeah. stutter. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> just these stuttered. fucking idiots. <laughs> Brain dead language. All they can do is stutter. Oh, man. That would that could happen, I guess. That's some shit. For real. <laughs> um, <laughs> so some other iterations. There's the Ojib Ojibwabwe. I think I'm saying that properly. Um, but that translates to those who cook, 
uh, and roast until it puckers. Women. Uh, not women, actually. Moccasin seams. Their sandals. They would. They would. Uh, what is it? Fire cure their moccasins to make them Ooh, waterproof. Dang. Yeah. Pretty neat little invention. That is a good idea. Uh, I got suede pumas. Those fire roasted moccasins yeah. sound like nicer than mine. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they got nothing on Crocs, but you know. Nothing on they're, Crocs. They're up there. <laughs> Second. <laughs> yeah, B tier <laughs> or A tier. Second string to Crocs. Uh, another iteration is the Ojibwe, which is O Z H I B I apostrophe W E. And that translates to uh, those who keep records. They were pretty good about documenting, maybe not necessarily every bit of history, but uh, large events and especially religious history. They they keep documents uh, and they wrote them on birch bark. On birch bark, that's yeah. okay. And so that that's one of the few instances of like a written yeah. history mm-hmm. here. A lot of the this North American cultures, it's all very very oral. Yes, absolutely. So and yeah, so they were primarily oral. But um, the writing style developed uh, mathematically and geom- geometrically. And we will post some pictures um, in the podcast that you can look at. It's a very interesting writing style. It's almost like hieroglyphs. Mm. Um, yeah, where it's almost pictures, but then also cool cool geometry, fractal-looking things. Wow. Um, okay. So it was like some, yeah. Yeah. So they were, they were somewhat advanced, <laughs> believe it or not, contrary to the, to the oh, European yeah. lens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those. Yeah, they're they're very advanced, especially those. Yeah, a lot of North American society. Very good architecture. Yeah, it wasn't like the you know the dominating castles that would stick out like a sore thumb on the landscape. Yeah, they would have things that could do almost exactly the same thing, but it just blended in. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, a safe space, but a natural space at the same yeah, time. Yeah, a natural space. A lot of them, especially the ones, uh, I think Pueblo Bonito. Um, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like pretty much all based around astronomy. Uh-huh. It like lines up almost perfectly with the stars and different celestial events and stuff. Yeah. And they just dragged a bunch of rocks out in the desert to do that. Mm-hmm. But that's how they charted the stars. And that's yeah, like that's, that's their timekeeping the is kind of looking through the stars and the seasons. Um, and we'll get into that a little bit more with kind of some of their mythology. Nice. But yeah, um, on top of uh, those who keep records... Uh, on top of them, kind of, it's referring to their pictorial writing. It's also referring to their, and forgive me if I butcher this, the midi wiwin sacred rites. Um, basically, the midi wiwin is a, uh, I guess you could call it today the Grand Medicine Society. That was their religion of the time. Was the Grand Medicine was Society? Was medicine? Yeah. So, I, I guess from what I've researched, kind of a grand knowledge of herbs to make into medicine mm. um they were healers more or less uh has been at times called the way of the heart so if we want to go into kind of the spirituality aspect of it they're the heart is the life force right yeah they're essentially they keep it the way bumping. of life yeah wow. yeah which is yeah pretty cool uh if you've ever heard the term like medicine man this is the ojibwe people this is kind of that's what they were called by englishmen and frenchmen medicine they were man. medicine men um, I mean, yeah, I don't think it's, uh, it's that hard to earn the title of medicine man to any like Europe, like yeah. 14th century European. <laughs> if you've done if you yeah. looked at if you all, you can clean into, your feet. You're a medicine man. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if your cure for smallpox isn't putting more smallpox on it, yeah. <laughs> you're a medicine man. <laughs> you're a medicine man. <laughs> oh my God. 
<laughs> just, it was a it was a low yeah. bar. They blew it out of the water. Yeah, they they really did. <laughs> For people that practice the Medewiwin faith, or the you know the the way of the heart, the Grand Medicine Society, whatever you'd like to call it, it works similarly to what you would call like a modern day university. It was almost like a degree program. Oh wow! You had to commit a number of years to studying sacred texts and then just the the religion as a whole, the mythology and everything. And then you would slowly graduate up and up and up until you could actually get access to these sacred texts. And it was kind of like this high honor. Wow. Um, just to read that Yeah, shit. to even read and interpret them. Like the actual birch, birch scroll texts. Oh, wow. You had to be, you had to go through essentially a degree program. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty wild. <laughs> Damn, you had to get your own birch diploma. Yeah. Before you could even look at that shit. For real. That's very in-depth, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they, they held it in very high regard. Yeah, and uh, we mentioned this last podcast, but um, uh, Gitchi, Gitchi Manadu, or Kichi Manitou. Uh, this is the great spirit, oh, yes, the great the creator. Creator. This is also in the Ojibwe faith, I guess you could call it. Nice. It permeates a lot of the faiths. It mean, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in quite a few of the First Nations. Yeah, First Nations and even down to like Cherokee territory and out on the Great Plains. Mm-hmm. Um, in the south southwest regions, it's, it's a lot more like, I don't know, sort of primordial origins, mm-hmm. where it's like, all the creatures had to make a great journey to get there, but everywhere else, it's like Great Spirit made everything. Great, great Spirit, yeah. Monotheistic. Yeah, which is very interesting. I wonder, had they always been monotheistic since the Great Crossing, when they crossed over um, into the North Americas, or was it more an evolution of culture that kind of brought about, similar to how we went from, like, you know, the Roman pantheon to uh, Christianity? What was their shift? I don't know. I don't yeah, even know I'm if we would sure. have record of that assuming there's a higher purpose though they did have like mystical beings to represent all facets of life yes yeah and yeah animism of course and they were described as Uh the spirits yes spirits of everything that did it but it was all created by one being yeah by the great spirit the great spirit Mm -hmm. Mm. i think of the great spirit have you watched princess mononoke yet i have yeah i think of it as that like that dear god oh that dear taker of life and or yeah yeah, yeah, life and death. Gives it during the day, takes it at night. Uh-huh, yep. exactly, yeah. That's kind of what I envision when I'm thinking of this great spirit. I could see it, yeah. And especially since in those Algonquin-speaking cultures, there's a lot of uh, floods uh-huh. described. This is mainly probably at the end of the Ice Age when a lot of places yeah. flooded. everything started to heat up. Yeah, everything heated Anything up. Anything at sea level was <laughs> just wiped under out. sea level. Oh, yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> under sea level. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, a lot of these start out with a flood and a singular crazy entity cool. creating it. Mm-hmm. So it's fun to see how that mythology and the history lines up. Yeah, which is so bizarre because I mean they had virtually no contact with any any eastern continent, yet they have similar mythology like a flood mythology. Yep, a flood and a mm-hmm. you know a monotheistic being behind it causing it. Absolutely. And then undoing it. Yeah. Simply wild. Just bonkers. There's there's <laughs> bonkers. we we could go into it, but it's sort of like a global phenomenon of people talk about beings coming from the sea yeah and teaching them post flood and mm-hmm. then returning to the sea wow it's wow. in like it's a perfect segue into ojibwe mythology oh baby let's hear this? it <laughs> <laughs> okay so first and foremost through oral history the ojibwe re- recollect that they originated from the saint lawrence uh river uh, right off the eastern coast, which would be modern-day Quebec. They got that is their origination, and that's what their oral history says. Wow. 
Yeah. Um, on top of that, yeah, so there's this mythology. These spirits, as we talked about animism, everything is kind of embodied with a spirit. So these seven, they're called migis in their culture. Um, but these are cowrie shells. Hmm. Um, if you, They're, you know, just the big shells you can kind of see washing up on the beach from time to time. Seven of them washed ashore. And because they are filled, you know, they have, they're animated. Um, they each are filled with some spiritual energy. Yeah. Um, basically, they were going to teach the Ojibwe, the Midewiwin, the Midi way of life. The, what is it? The Grand Medicine the Society. Yeah. yeah. So these, these cowrie shells were teaching them essentially the way of life. Wow. However, one of them was filled with such spiritual power that anyone who went to visit it had died. And so oh. <laughs> this, this cowrie shell w- receded back into the ocean. Wow. Uh, as Yeah, I don't know. It, it doesn't say much as to why. Just so cool. Everyone yeah. looked at it died. <laughs> yeah, just fucking their brains melted. Imagine that amount of clout. Yeah, from a cowrie shell. From a shell. <laughs> <laughs> from a shell in the ocean. A shell in the um, ocean. However, the other six shells uh, did not contain this massive spiritual power, but they still had some significance to the Ojibwe people. Hmm. Um, And in fact, these shells uh, represent the six kind of sub-clans. They call them dudums, D-O-O-D-E-M-S. These are clans within the Ojibwe um, tribe. And so the six of them, you have the bullhead, the crane, the pintail duck, the bear, and the moose, right? Oh, is there another? I might be missing one in my notes, but there's six. <laughs> it's interesting that the only one that they didn't learn from was the one that caused death. Yeah. And that one went away. Interesting. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is number seven, the one that killed everyone and left. Had it not, it would have been the founder. They kind of created the foundation of the Thunderbird clan. Ooh. And if you're familiar with the Thunderbird, it's like it's it's in quite a few uh, Native American folklore. We might even touch on it in our our Wendigo episode. Oh yes, yes, um, yes, yes. But basically, it's a it's a giant bird. Its wings flap with the sound of thunder. It is a it is a massive mythological kind of supernatural entity. Sort of the yeah, it's like the end all be all cryptid. Yeah, in North America. Yeah, for real. That's like yeah, that's the apex cryptid. It's the apex cryptid. <laughs> <laughs> that's the top of the fucking food chain oh, for sure. Man. But that clan was never founded because of because of its spiritual energy killing all those observers. Hmm. Um, but anyway, so that's kind of yeah. There are kind of six sub clans to the greater tribe of the Ojibwe people. Yeah, interestingly enough, too. Uh, uh, once the clans were founded, these dudums, the shells receded back into the ocean. Kind of what you were talking about. These yeah. entities would approach onto land from the ocean, bestow their spiritual knowledge, knowledge yeah. and then recede back into the ocean. There's other cultures. That talk, I think it's like um, like Southern India. Yeah. There's stuff like Mesopotamia had mm-hmm. talked about it. They also had like their alien gods. Yeah. Um, the Sumerians did. And then there's also ones like um, along like Northern Europe and stuff. In Africa, they have some. Bonkers. South America, I think it's like Brazil or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of that reference throughout the world. Crazy. Simply crazy. And it's all following a flood. Yeah. Yeah, I think truly something, it must have been like coming out of an ice age. It, why yeah. the flood mythologies would all be lined up like it that. It had to be. Because yeah. they all seem to be at a similar time, too. And it's like around that, you know, beginning of recorded history, mm-hmm. like human civilization. Though there is like pre-recorded human history 
but it's all underwater. Yeah. Or in caves in France or some shit. Yeah, or, or in <laughs> caves in France. Yeah. Fuck those guys. Fucking French. <laughs> Did you watch French. the... I should post a video of it, but the... I think it was in the 80s, someone into, went into a French cave, and a lot of those paintings have, like, lines drawn across them, hmm. and they thought it was, like, cave graffiti or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because they were looking at it with flashlights. When someone in a very remote cave hmm. was escorted in by a farmer by torchlight, uh, as the light flickered and danced, it animated the images. Oh, wow. So they would have, like, animals drawn in weird ways. It'd be like a deer with two heads or, like, an elephant with two tusks or something. But if you brought it with a, yeah, a torchlight, it's almost you, like those cool little ones where it would switch from head to head. Yeah, it's like when you flip moving. the pages of a cover. It's like the cave painting version of that. Wow. So you dance huh. the light across and you could see, like, an elephant feeding itself or a deer going from grazing to looking for predators or something. That is crazy. Yeah. Huh. No, I've not seen that. I'll, I'll, I'll link the video to it. Cool. It's yeah. sick. Yeah, that sounds incredible. Um, fun fact, real quick. Dudum, the word for clan, that's where we get our word totem from. Mm. Because these clans were named after animals, and then they would erect statues or totems, if oh, you will, yeah. of that clan um, in their in their band. So that's where we get totem from. Wow. Fun fact. Dudum. Okay, here's another weird thing with shells. Uh, one time, another cowrie shell washed ashore on the eastern shore. And it gave a prophecy, warning of eastern settlers coming from the ocean and beginning to, like, settle. I'm sure there's nothing to worry about with that one. Yeah. Well, they took heed, and they decided to pack up and kind of went. They made it to Lake Superior from oh, Quebec. Wow. Oh. Like, it was a huge migration. Hmm. Um, they, yeah, they didn't fuck around with that prophecy at all. And they were, they were right. <laughs> and they were right. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. They really just left the eastern woodland ones just out to dry. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and so when they migrated, they were in two major groups. So the first major group settled south of Lake Superior, hmm. and the second major group settled north of Lake Superior. So, and that's, you know, pretty much that's the Canada and U.S. border yes, on the edge is. of Lake Superior. Yeah. So that they would touch, or it would be the Chippewa people south of Lake Superior and the Ojibwe north. Uh, that was kind of where the... Uh, divergence took place, more or less. Ooh. Okay, that's that's kind of, as far as creation myths, it's not um, like a world creation myth. Uh, I didn't look that up, but I that that is the a lot clan of it, from creation what I've myth. Looked up for those um, Ashinaabe cultures it yeah. is a, this flood and a being um, the need to collect moss and regrow yeah. the land. Create in, Earth again. Yeah, and the Cree one, it was the trickster figure. Mm-hmm. Um, who needed to do the regrowing. And another one, I believe, maybe Ojibwe, it's it's Sky Woman, who's... Um, Sky Woman. Yes. So she's uh, she's like, you know, the daughter of the great spirit. She fell from the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it describes the earth as being like on the back of a turtle swimming through yeah. the water. And that's not just Native American. I believe Hinduism has that, too. They have the turtle thing. That we're thing. living on the back of a giant turtle. I could see it. Yeah. At this point, it's the best-case scenario. Yeah, you would hope. You would hope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But on the... Doesn't the Hindu one also have, like, elephants on it? Like, the elephants are standing on the turtle, and they hold it up? I think something like that. And this one yeah. is just, yeah, it's back of the turtle. wild. But a lot of it is, yeah, that regrowing the earth from the flood using moss mm-hmm. and the help of the animal spirits. 
incredible. So that's that's a lot of that's pretty similar. You can see where the Cree yeah. branch off with their trickster lessons, and then with the Ojibwe, for sure, it's the shells that did the teaching and not yeah. the trickster. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, but it's yeah, more or less the the message is the same. Is there a is there a trickster figure in Ojibwe mythology? Um, I I would have to research more. Not from what I've seen. But I'm I'm most certain there is. Probably. Well, actually, there might be, and I'll let you be the judge of this. As there's a spirit boy who comes in, and this is kind of the founding of their uh, Midewiwin mythology. Oh. So basically, in the beginning, what's his name? Gichi Manadu, the great spirit. Uh, he created two men and two women, uh, but they had no power in thought or reason. They mm. were just animals, more or less. Gitchy Manadu. I would ben. like to return. Huh? I would like to return to that. Return to monkey. Okay. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Sentience <laughs> is a curse. It is. <laughs> it's, it's a wake nightmare. <laughs> make it stop, make it stop, make it stop. <laughs> um, so, gosh, Gitchy Manadu. I apologize too if I'm just butchering the, your great spirit's name. If there are any any listeners <laughs> that you know worship Native American faith, forgive me. Or anyone of uh, remotely yeah. remote cultural fucking <laughs> awareness. No, I'm, <laughs> reservation residents only. <laughs> reservation residents <laughs> only. That's so bad. Okay. Anyway, he made them rational beings. And he took them in his hands, and then they would multiply in his hands, basically. And that was kind of the first civilization, more or less. Uh, he paired them, and then that's kind of how the Ashinabe were created. That's the Ashinabe kind of origin from Gichi. Sort of the broad. Gichi Manado. Yeah. But uh, when he placed them on the, the earth, he kind of observed that they were subject to sickness, to death, to famine, like horrible tragedies and sufferings. The only constant so, in humanity. Yeah, exactly. So, long story short, Gitchy Manadu, think of a Jesus character. He pretty much sent, like, the son of a great spirit down to earth to kind of teach them the ways of life, to mm. heal them, pretty much. Anyway, son of the sun spirit. That's the kid. He comes down to earth pretty much like Hercules, half god, half man, <laughs> and um, he joins a family. A family of a man, wife, and a son. And they're kind of, they're an Ojibwe, uh, a part of an Ojibwe I Imagine the inferiority complex that other son must have had. Oh, yeah. That is half brothers. Oh, just wait, dude. <laughs> <laughs> just wait. So the son, the mortal son, dies. That's tough. Um, and like the father and mother are grieving. And son, <laughs> son of, son God comes in. He's son all like, son. God, I pity you for... For all this grief you're feeling. He literally, yeah, he's just like, man, I uh, I would not want to be you right Get now. Get flexed on. <laughs> so um, then he's all like, okay, well, tell you what, I don't want to see you suffer because you guys have kind of been my parents on this world. So I will bring him back to life. So they kind of follow some traditional funeral rites. They build a essentially kind of a dome hut um, and place the body in there. And the next day... Family and friends um, in the band kind of gather around and mourn his loss. And the son kid is no nowhere to be seen. Mm. And um, kind of as, I believe it's as dawn approaches, and I we can check this later. <laughs> and if we need to cut it, we'll cut it. <laughs> but um, a bear walks into the village and makes its way into the hut. And it circles around this dead boy four times. And each time it circles, he be- slowly becomes more and more reanimated. 
Um, and by the fourth completion, by the fourth circle being made by the bear, the son is restored back to life. And then the bear leaves, and the kid comes back. And he's like, yeah, I was the bear the whole time. Is this, was it, so he was in the hut, the bear did this? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that yeah, reminds me. The bear me. walked into the hut, yeah. Yeah, of, uh, as a, it's the it's a Cree one, but it's like other Algonquin speaking societies. They have what's called the walking out ceremony. Huh. For a child, um, a, your kid isn't allowed to set foot on the floor outside of your wigwam or your teepee mm-hmm. um, until there's like a ceremony for it. Like they're not officially like in the in oh, the tribe. Interesting. So when the kid learns to walk, they have like it's like a whole big thing. They get everyone together. Um, some people are gathered outside. The elders are gathered inside. Huh. Um, the kid will walk out, get some stuff, and then bring it back and give it to gifts, give the elders gifts. Oh, cool. So there's like sort of ceremony of them walking out, and that's like their birth pretty huh. much yeah. into the society. Into the actual. Yeah. Uh, wow. Wow. Them, them walking out. Oh, that's really cool. That kind of reminded me of that one that the, this guy's like returned to life. And yeah. And then he walks out of the. Mm-hmm. He comes one. back out. Yeah. yeah, it's a big ceremony. The bear has gone around four times. Four times. Is that number four again? Yeah, it's, it keeps creeping up. It's a serious, <laughs> it's a serious number, bro. That's a number four means business. <laughs> yeah. Then the bear called to the father who was sitting uh, in the distant right-hand corner of the, the wigwam. And he pretty much said, my father is not an Indian, not a Native American. I am the son of a spirit. This is what the bear is saying. And the bear is the sun boy. Got that connection? Yeah, I think okay. I think the bear made it pretty obvious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he starts start speaking. He's like, fucking, hey. <laughs> hey, guess who? Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's me. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so, he, yeah, he basically just explains his purpose wow. is to kind of teach these people kind of the, the way of life. Um, and now that he is restored life to this boy now it's time for him to go home he's kind of taught them this ritual and now it's time for him to leave and so he leaves and that's that's the little bear boy um wow so he yeah. does come down he teaches them the essentially necromancy necromancy <laughs> <laughs> and then he dips and now yeah. we have medicine men yeah and that's yeah so that's kind of that's like you know god status of medicine man i doubt <laughs> i sincerely doubt any, Jesus. any other person could ever do something like that. I think... Uh, uh, but it, it kind of harkens back almost to the Epic of Gilgamesh and kind of the hunt for the elixir of life. It's kind of what I'm thinking. Yes, it's this like, quest for immortality he, is yeah, common Yeah, he literally kind of, of fulfills this immortality. or Well, he is immortal, but he, he gives you know, everlasting life to a boy who died young. Yeah. And now he can live on for the rest of his days until he dies, hopefully of natural causes. Hmm. But... Yeah. Pretty wild myth, huh? That is, yeah, that's that's nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet Bear Jesus would kick regular Jesus' yeah. ass any oh, day yeah, of the week. <laughs> bear Jesus? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's... That they, other son has got to be, like, extra jealous now. Oh, for, well, I mean, now if he's he the only son. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> if he wasn't getting flexed on enough, he dies, gets brought back to life, the other one goes... I did it, and then dips back yeah. to heaven. See ya. Back to Sky World. Sky World, yeah. Have fun living up to me. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that other song going to do? Start a podcast with a colossal <laughs> disappointment of a man he is? <laughs> Are you projecting? No. <laughs> oh, okay, because I am. Because I am. <laughs>
<laughs> projecting on the internet airways right now. Amen. Amen. Projecting to our loving audience. Hi, Mom. <laughs> hey. Also, Mom. And Shelly. <laughs> so, basically, that whole story, it's essentially, that's one of the myths that you would probably see if you were to study the Midawiwin um, faith. Hmm. That's it, It's just a plethora of these stories that you would study. You would study orally, and so you would... You would get it down word for word oh, so you could pass God. it down to the next generation. I don't know if I have the memory for any, like, Yeah, well, history. we don't. We simply don't. We do not. Um, part of that, I think, is cell phones, technology. Probably. We, you know, yeah. our generation was like, you know what the coolest shit ever is? Seven-second videos. Seven just enough to catch video. my attention, and then I'm done. <laughs> I need to, to see next. another one. Yeah. <laughs> but um, for them, I mean, they don't have any of that. They're, they definitely didn't at yeah. that time. So, like... There's not much else in terms of entertainment. Other yeah, than like so it's getting gored by a moose. It's lots and lots of storytelling. Lots and lots of storytelling. Yeah. Okay, so with that, that's yeah, religion in a nutshell. I mean, there's so you can't you can't explain a single religion in a single podcast, yeah. let alone in like twenty minutes. <laughs> in a so twenty minute podcast. <laughs> yeah. Where we're also covering culture as well. Yeah, exactly. So now, speaking of which, we're going to get to the culture. Ooh. Um, and this is more just going to be. The basics. Uh, what would it be like for a day in the life? Um, and we might also talk about some uh, some brief contact with Europeans. Nice. They they've pretty much gotten fucked over a couple of times, more than a couple. What? Yeah, the I know. Europeans what fucked them over. What a shocker! <laughs> Why would they do that? Um, but okay, culturally, a day in the life, sedentary lifestyle similar to the Cree, right? But not as nomadic, I don't think. Uh, men hunt and fish. Women uh, cultivate crops, and this is great. They're okay. by Lake Superior, so, so they, they got have, a little more agricultural yeah, options. Absolutely. Okay. So that's that's nice. uh, cultivation uh, wise, they would mostly um, are they, these chickawee or or the the yeah, yeah, is this? Uh, I'm sorry, I may have mispronounced. Is this Southern Lake Ontario or Lake Superior this, or Northern? This is just Lake, uh, in general. Just general. Okay. Uh huh. In general, Southern and Northern. Southern Think of them truly as the same tribe. It's just different different nomenclature, different yeah. names for them. Okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, they primarily grew corn and squash while the men hunted. On top of that, too, there was a sense of kingship, so patrilineal descent. If you're familiar, patrilineal means whatever your father was, you're now part of that clan. Okay. So let's say a clan member of the crane and the moose, and the father was a moose, the child would automatically be a part of the moose clan because of the father. Hmm. Uh, on top of that, though, once <laughs> Englishmen and Frenchmen came in, uh, they were fatherless, pretty much. So, if <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> because the English and Frenchmen weren't a part of the clans, they were pretty much outcasted. Oh, uh, unless they were opted to be adopted by the clan, and then you know they would have an adoptive father. And was there or maybe um, mother? <laughs> were there like trials or ceremonies for stuff like that, or is it just like it didn't if, say. if you're fucking cool enough, you're in. yeah? I think it would be case by case. <laughs> okay, uh, I know, you be know, like some obviously, of, probably if the woman was raped, it's like you know, I don't yeah, know, just don't ditch, throw it to the wolves, ditch the lady and the kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, I didn't know if they're yeah, if they had some sort of like trial thing for all those little medis yeah. mutt kids to get in. <laughs> they might have. I don't know. Um, that that requires further research, and I'll definitely look into that more for our European lens uh, uh, yes. episode. For how, how those interactions went. Yeah, those lovely, lovely interactions. Good old European interactions. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing but pleasant, those guys. Oh, yeah. 
Fun fact, just by the end of the 18th century, the Ojibwe controlled nearly all of present-day Michigan. Wow. Uh, as well as parts of northern Wisconsin and Minnesota. Um, so they were they were a pretty dominant nation. Um, I believe it was they were the fifth most spoken language at the time, below Cree and a couple others. Yeah. Um, but they were they were one of the big ones for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Let's see. Oh yeah, pictorial writing. I kind of talked about this briefly. Mostly used for their scrolls. But yeah, it also uh, it gives insight into their mathematical prowess and astrology. Mm. Um, astronomy, astrology. Which one isn't the what's your sign? Astronomy is like actually tracking the stars. Okay, my apologies. Like astronomy. The math. They yeah. didn't. They they didn't give a shit if you were Capricorn or not. <laughs> they didn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait, dude. Someone's gonna be like, "That's such a Leo thing to say." <laughs> oh, you know what, motherfucker. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> uh, they track the stars. Uh, they track the seasons. Four, once again, four seasons. It's just you know that's their that's their perception of time is through the seasons. Yeah, it's through, through the seasons, the through stars. the stars. Yeah, yeah. And these these scrolls that they had, the birch bark scrolls, they are passed down like generation to generation. They're seldom rewritten, and it's really it's it it, it is a sacred text. Right. And um, the, the bark scrolls are those kept like between the the different tribes of like the yes. moose and whatnot mm-hmm. so did they ever like share could like a moose guy go learn from i don't the know crane that's a good question i don't know um i would assume they would mostly keep with their with their clan probably their their specializations uh-huh. uh, yeah okay yeah absolutely yeah you would have to go through once again this quote-unquote degree program oh yeah you'd probably have to start to from be the able bottom to interpret yeah so maybe they would but it would just be you know, Still. another lifetime of studying. Another lifetime. Before you could check in on that. Yeah, you could either be like a jack of all trades. Yeah. And, you know, do like the do like the community college of every tribe. <laughs> the community college. <laughs> and learn a little bit. Or you could like master your own. Okay, I see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that was their writing. Uh, and it's crazy. It looks like arrows and funky little hieroglyphic symbols. But, yeah, um, on top of that, as far as economy goes... Traces of copper, copper coins, and things have been spot like have been identified. So there were likely trade routes mm-hmm. uh, with the Ojibwe it was along like a with currency, other. Yeah, yeah. Um, on top of that, too, they were very familiar with canoe routes of kind of you know rivers near and coming out of or into Lake Superior. So their canoe routes were very well known, um, and they also um, through their oral history they they know of a land passage that led to the western coast from Lake Superior that they could get to. They go through Lake Superior? Not Obviously not through, but like from Lake Superior to the western coast, there was a land passage that they had found and have just oh, passed down through their okay. oral history. I've, I've misheard. I thought it was like to the west coast of Lake Superior. <laughs> oh. I was like, what is it? Like the, yeah. like the get smart wow. little bridge yeah. that's barely underwater. Good for you. You could walk <laughs> Good on. Good for you, Ojibwe. <laughs> and that's a big-ass lake. Yeah, it is a big lake. Um, but yeah, I think it's an even greater feat that through oral history, they have a documented um, route from Lake Superior to the West Coast, all through land. Crazy. That's hundreds of miles that they have pretty much documented through oral history yeah, alone. Yeah, just memorized. I'm right. looking at them right now. Yeah, yeah. they're pretty sick. They re- they do remind me of like the Cree ones where they have the, the rounded corners and uh-huh. it's like the outline with various designs and stuff on the inside. Mm-hmm. On the broader parchments and stuff where there's multiple... It's not as detailed, but then there's there's other ones where like you can it looks almost the same. You see like the insides and stuff. Yeah, and all the patterns. Yeah, very meticulous. Yeah, it's definitely detailed. I could see how they would use how these would end up being like sort of the anatomical 
depictions that they'd use as medicine men to like study absolutely life yeah they need to if the they, workings yeah. of the body if they're looking for an organ in the fish they need to know how to and where where that yeah what would it look like would where would it be that that way they could put it into some sort of yeah. paste or tincture yeah and all the yeah. bright colors and stuff can help you differentiate mm -hmm. have you ever seen fish guts <laughs> no they're pretty bright <laughs> are they yeah like <laughs> fish intestines it's like bright bright pink and then the other stuff's it's oh, all wild. a wild variety of colors like pink green and gray huh cool so yeah it's pretty not, cool not that big like fisher. You know, <laughs> i've only ever caught one Oh, nice. <laughs> and you know I had to eat that bitch. I was like, I may never get this opportunity yeah. again. But yeah, <laughs> the guts are all a whole bunch of colors. And huh. with the bright colors of these pictographs, I can see how those would... This is completely off topic. But this when I was wildly. a kid, I was, uh, I was in Kansas with my grandpa, and I caught a snapping turtle. A snapping turtle? Yeah, straight up, just a snapping turtle. Ate a worm on my hook. Wow. Fucking crazy. I didn't eat it or anything. Oh, I thought you were going to go. I thought you were going to go into like you gutted it and no, saw a that variety. Was like, of, that was my fish. A cacophony I of colors. I don't really think I've caught anything, <laughs> anything since. <laughs> but like looking back, I feel like it was an Animal Crossing moment. If you played Animal Crossing. Oh, where you, the, just the it's big like ass rare, thing yeah. flies out. You can only <laughs> yeah. catch it during a storm or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm going to wrap up with kind of uh, burial and funeral rites. And then that's kind of all I got for the Ojibwe. Nice. A nice closing is the funeral rites. Yeah. <laughs> Beginning to end. Creation myth to death. To dead. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking died. <laughs> and then you die. And then a bear crip walks on your ass yeah. and you come back to life. <laughs> so the dead are buried in burial mounds. Nice. Standard. Standard Native American procedure. Yeah. Back um, to the earth. Sometimes a spirit house is erected above their burial mound. Um, essentially to protect, you know, the body and the headstone. With that, based on their dudum. There would the the funeral mound would be erected with uh, a picture of their animal, so if they were from the bear dudum, mm -hmm. they would be a bear on their kind of headstone. I had some stuff. People really like to rob graves, so they had to pass an act in 1990, or to help enforce grave robbing of Ojibwe uh, burial sites. 1990. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> was how long it took. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You telling me 1989, <laughs> people just blasting yeah. ACDC and robbing graves. Probably. No consequences. Let's be, let's be honest. Let's, I mean. Yeah, I could see it. <laughs> um, Probably yeah. had some cool shit. So the way, if you died and you were an Ojibwe tribesman, your body would be buried the day you died or the day immediately after. No contest. It had to be ASAP. That was a big thing for them. Basically, your spirit is trapped in your body until your funeral rites are uh, commenced. Oh. So it was, yeah, great respect was given to the body. As soon as you died, I mean, people yeah. were digging hole, uh, digging a hole, a mound for you, pretty much, hmm. erecting a spirit house above your, uh, above your thing. Here, again, their uh, funeral practices took four days to complete. Wow. Yeah, full cycle. Yeah, and basically their idea of heaven, it was just a place of joy and happiness. That was their heaven, was just whatever they enjoyed, whatever they were happy with in life. You're that's just, kind of, that's their envisionment of heaven. Doing what you love? Yeah. yeah. That's nice. Yeah, pretty much. Is it like a separate plane, or is it like their spirit does it amongst the yeah. living world? Well, okay, here we go. Now, please forgive me, because this is a fucking, this is a long, long word. But it is a land, yeah, it's, it's almost like a realm. Okay. Uh, the land of happiness where the dead reside is called... <laughs> Gagiki. 
Minder Wonder ist wie Nico Winnick. You nailed that one. Thank you. It's G-A-A, G-I-G-E. That's the first word. Second word is M-I-N-A-W-A-A-N-I-G-O-Z-I-G-I-W-I-N-I-N-G. I could see where they just call it happy place. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I always sound like Gar-geeky. such a... Gungingging. I always sound like such a fucking idiot trying to say any of these words. And then I like watch a video and I'll see the word come up in the subtitles and they say it. It just rolls off the tongue yeah. so easily. Oh, you easily. know they practiced it for that video though. 100%. It's practiced. Yeah. Okay. So um, once preparations were complete, once the mounds was made... Uh, body would be placed in an inflex position with their knees towards their chest mm. and then over the course almost like it almost in a fetal position okay. if that makes sense Just laying down kind of in a womb very cradled yeah exactly yeah food is kept alongside the grave at all times fire is set when the sun sets and is kept going throughout the night was this the first day or over the course of four days it takes the spirit journey to its place of joy um, so over these four days, you have food, you have a fire going at all times. So they have a, a pleasant ride or journey to the spirit world, to the place of joy and happiness. The, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, and the food there is to help feed the spirit. And the smoke from the fire is to guide the spirit into the direction of the place of happiness. Oh. So that's why they do, that's why they place these things there. Yeah, well, um, once the four-day journey is over, a feast is held, which is led by the chief medicine man. And then the chief will give away certain belongings to the, of the deceased to family members or clan members. Mm. Um, those who were chosen to receive items, um, they're required to trade in a new piece of clothing, all of which would be turned into a bundle. And the bundle of new cloths is then um, given to the closest relative of the of the dead recipient. So they would receive a gift from the dead. They would give back to the family, more or less. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah. So it was a, a trade. Hmm. Um, and that's, yeah, that's kind of their funeral rites. It would be a four-day journey for them to the spirit world. And then once they've made it, it's kind of a celebration of life with the survivors, more or less. The, the people that uh, produce the funeral rites. Hmm. Yeah, pretty wild, huh? That would suck if you're just like out on the lake or a hunt or something. Yeah, you got to get this body back to everyone, <laughs> and you only got like two days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you got to fucking hike. <laughs> you got to hike the whole ass corpse back there. Oh yeah, or just do it all by yourself for four days. You could. That sounds That's tough. Like, yeah, very interesting though. Very interesting. I find their funeral practice to be just very respectful i'd say yeah certainly a lot of for the for the spirits and the dead yeah i like the idea of food to keep them fed and then the smoke to kind of guide so they can they can find their way to yeah the, it all it all has a purpose dead. yeah exactly it's and, not yeah yeah no and it's all for the spirit it's none none really like for the body the body's just sort of laid to rest yeah. in the earth where the it body can be yeah just like animism from. it's almost a vessel for the spirit yeah and so the vessel has been laid kind of cradled as if it was you know born of the earth to return to the earth in the yeah. same fashion. Yeah, pretty wild. That is, and four days, too. Once again, it's that cyclical that kind of, it's the commitment. nature of life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Pretty cool. So that's, in in a nutshell, the Ojibwe people, culture, bit of mythology and religion. 
Nice. Cool. Very cool. Very Thank cool. You. I like that a lot. Yeah. And th- again, that's one, one we did last week was just another one of the... Yeah. 654. 654. Likely more. Likely more. Uh, <laughs> First Nations. Like First Nations. <laughs> and that's all Eastern Woodlands, Southern yeah. like, Subarctic Canada and Incredible. all that. Nor- yeah. North America. I don't know. I, you go through high school and you think it's like kind of sparsely populated. Yeah. I was thinking like whatever. Cherokee... There's like a few. There's a few TPs around. <laughs> yeah. They they uh, no. they left because they wanted to. Uh-huh. Straight <laughs> then, up civilizations. Yeah. Whole Just ass. Like civilization. Massive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hundreds and, of thousands of people living here mm-hmm. before we even came. Yeah. Lots of culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, we see some of them. They all have very different lifestyles. Uh, we saw. Yeah. Last week, we had a lot of um, big focus on the nomadic lifestyle. Yeah, this as one, well as kind of a cooperation with European lifestyles. Like yeah. Like Hudson Bay Trading Company. Very adaptable yeah. peoples. Uh, and then those, you know, like you were talking about, Lake Superior, big focus on medicine, mm-hmm. um, just sustaining themselves with agriculture. Other ones, Southwest ones, lots yeah. of astronomy, architecture, um, stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, very, very varied and diverse people. It's not like just the the uh, you know North American Indian nation. There's like many yeah. between them with hundreds, lots of hundreds of different nations yeah. with different cultures, different ways of life. Yes, lots um, of it. Yeah, we you know theoretically we could unpack them all. <laughs> that would that would be near impossible. We would spend the entire show in North America. Yeah, we, we did would. that. And Every probably season. still not get through everything. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, but um, but yeah. our seasons will be based on uh, the mythological beings that we will talk, we will discuss at the end of each season, mm-hmm. having established some context of what the people believe, how they lived. Yeah, and we can see the spooky shit. Yeah. So be that's sure to. The, that's the goal, really. Is oh yeah. When we pick when we pick these seasons, we're really looking at the creature. The creatures, um, the, the beliefs, the stories. Yeah, and then we kind of we go more broad and we see where did that creature it. come from yeah, yeah. we contextualize what it. lesson does it teach a lot of these creatures have less i know there's mm-hmm. one i want to say scotland was it were you telling me about it? it's like the green lady or something oh yeah jenny green teeth yeah jenny that would green be in, teeth. in england in england yeah so uh, real quick i saw this yeah. on a podcast called stuff to blow your mind but basically um in england there's kind of marshy still water land mm-hmm. um People would tell their children, like, don't go near that because Jenny Greenteeth will grab you, pull you in, and drown you. But ultimately, it was to make sure that kids wouldn't go near it, uh, near these still bodies of water with, you know, green moss growing on top. Mm -hmm. Because they might think that this green moss is a physical surface that they can step on. And in stepping on it, they would actually fall in and drown themselves. Yeah, you don't know how how deep it is. That stuff goes, like, hundreds of feet deep. Exactly. So the myth was created... To make sure kids wouldn't drown, more or less. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be looking at that with the with the Wendigo. I mean, oh, yeah. a pretty big one, obviously, is That's don't a, don't cannibalize. Don't your eat man. your friends yeah. and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> There's going to be more to it. Yeah. Back in the day, it's a lot to do with like just hunger and starvation, the consequences of that nomadic lifestyle, and, mm-hmm. and the extremes of that, especially out in the Arctic. As it evolved, and as the Europeans came, it became more of like a symbol of greed. Yeah. With those oil barons and. And the farmers and the settlers would come snatch up all this land mm-hmm. and just bleed it dry. Absolutely. Yeah. So stuff like that. So the Wendigo myth has evolved, and we'll see how it evolves through its original meaning all the way up to the pop culture that we see it in yeah. today. And we'll, we'll unpack all of that and more. Uh, next episode, get ready for the European lens. Oh, yeah, European lens, baby. Yeah. We're so gonna we're going to through yeah. the eyes of a settler, an American settler, we're going to kind of view how they viewed Native Americans, 
Um, we talked a little bit about this in the first episode, how a lot of their interactions were initially amicable. So yeah. I think we're going to look at that initial Definitely contact. Definitely in Canada with the, with the fur trade. Absolutely. <laughs> so we're going to look at that initial contact pretty much all the way until, I don't know, Trail of Tears if we really need to. <laughs> but it, it goes downhill pretty fast. <laughs> it, it, it goes to shit, as yeah. they all do. But yeah, so we'll be seeing, checking out the, the European experience in that Quebec mm -hmm. region, Great Absolutely. Lakes area. And then following that... The Wendiggies, baby. Yeah. And then season one's wrapped up. We're already halfway one. done. Halfway done. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Cool. All right. Well, thanks so much for yes. tuning in. Thank be sure you. to tune Thank in you. same Thank time you. next week. We'll be posting. Uh, check us out on social media. We'll be posting links to our sources, mm -hmm. supplementary material, videos um, of things that we research, yeah. and then just like the cool pictures and, and stuff. And then just of the gauging with our audience. What do you guys want to see next? Yeah, what recommend, are you interested in? recommend spooky monsters for us to research. Yeah. Uh, talk about other stuff that you had or um, correct us in our pronunciations. Yes. There'll be a lot of that for this season. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good times. Oh, God. I don't know if there's even a region I'll ever get right because a lot of like the old yeah. European folklore is it's a lot of like Latin roots, uh -huh. <laughs> which I'm also not very good at pronouncing. Yeah. We'll figure it out when we we'll, get there. We'll get We'll cross that bridge when we yeah. get there. Cool. Thanks so much for tuning yes. in, though. Thank you guys. See you next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.